ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dish Yelter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Yeah, I feel like it's been too long since I've seen you, good sir. It has been too long, ladies and gentlemen. This, of course, is I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the Pivot Cutter himself, Zelius. Indeed, after a couple of weeks of travel and mayhem and travel plans gone awry, we are finally back to bring you the Alt Confusion stuff. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Hangout. It's a live show. We try our best to cover to cover the topics most important to you during the show. If at any point during the show you have any topics, questions, opinions, thoughts, or you just want to see your name pop up in the chat window, all you got to do is put it in the chat, be it on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. Um, and there is Zelius's name. And, uh, and we'll try to cover it as best as possible. If we do unfortunately run out of time, we will add your topic or question uh, to the very next show. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's start off. The first thing is, uh, I know it's way overdue, but ladies and gentlemen, my Starfield review is now up. And I can't say it's glowing. Because <laughs> the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, eh, it's, it's a game. So, you're one of those memes where, like, on Steam, you'll see somebody with, like, 3,000 hours played. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend because the game is terrible. Well, so here, here's here's my logic. Okay, so I put over 120 hours in. Um, That's and, a fair amount of hours. And sir. I think that part of it was this maybe kind of like subconsciously I was hoping that if I just played a little bit longer that the oh moment would happen, but it never did. So instead of like one more turn, yeah, it's exactly, just one more baddie to kill or one more quest. Let me let me let me go chart this one more star system and and maybe there'll be something super secret hidden that'll be mind-blowingly amazing okay i can actually understand that rationale anyway so the review is up on the website i'll i'll be throwing it up to all the social media i'll be throwing a link to all the social media stuff uh also if you are a patron of ultra confusion you will notice that you are now the brand new owner of a early access playthrough which has been way too effing long uh the game that the playthrough is attached to is a game called genesis noir it is a trippy game but it is good as in you should be doing like dripping some acid while you play it no it's it's i um i think that i i've never done this so I, i can't say that this would actually work but i think that if you were to try to do some kind of uh um, helper drug. I believe shrooms would probably be better than LSD. It sounds like for science. Yes, yes, because there is a out. lot of science in this thing. Because they talk about the Big Bang Theory. I'm, ju- I'm to, just saying. To, I th- to jazz. I think you have a reason to find out and determine what is the accuracy of this. Uh. Anyway, so it's it's a cool game. Um. I think there's 14 episodes. They're all available for in a play, uh, a playlist for those amazing individuals who are patrons for Alter Confusion. Nice. All right, so uh, we are quickly approaching that time of year that we call. Wasn't that crazy Alaskan pilot on shrooms? Probably. You're probably right. I like I like regular mushrooms, cooked. And my food. 
I'm not a huge mushroom person. Oh, Newt I love mushrooms. So. Well, there you go. Uh, so, uh, as you as you probably know, we are getting very very close to November, which means that it's very very close to the 24 hour gameathon for Alter Confusion. I have my first game that I will be playing. Do well, actually I'll, I have two games that I will be playing for uh, during Extra Life already queued up. Uh, the first one is coming out tomorrow, and it's going to be really hard for me not to just go uh, just dive into the game. I'm going to try to wait. Try to wait. Patience is a virtue and all that stuff and the built character and, you know, no. have some integrity. <laughs> it's not it's not Battlefield 1 or Crusader. Yeah, Sam, we, it's only 24 hours, not like 24 days. Look, uh, the first one is a game that I've been waiting 13 years for, and that is Alan Wake 2 gets released tomorrow. I mean, apparently every review is like, this is the game. I've, I've heard that the, like, the story and the script is like astronomical, so I am, I am ready. I am beyond ready. And the other one is um, uh, the new uh, Super Mario game, which, of course, I just blanked out on. Uh, it's downloaded onto my Switch. I just haven't. I, of course, once again, I've not started playing. I want to start those games um, on the actual day. Which apparently everyone absolutely loves, the new Nintendo game. Yes. Yes. So, new Mario game and and uh, Alan Wake 2. So, super duper, super scary, and then, you know, Mario. So... Sounds like a good way to balance each other out. Yes. I, when I, when I does Super Mario so. RPG come out? Uh, I'm streaming on my PC. Um, I have a Sam. I'm, I'm streaming on my PC. When I'm be, when I play uh, the Switch games, I have a cap, capture card um, that I'll be plugging my Switch into. Um, the Super Mario RPG is coming out in November, uh, like ah. late November. If it was coming out at the beginning of November then I would be set for life and you would probably never see me for about a month. Is that going to be the case in November then? I, I well, shoot. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, November's going to be a busy week, or busy week, busy month for me. Um, this has been actually a pretty crazy year of like video games, honestly. Yes. Yes. And of course I keep hearing all the amazing things about Baldur's Gate three so at some point, I'm sure I will break down for that. But as of right now, there's too many games that are pushing to the top of my list. And because I chose Starfield over Battle uh, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is just going to have to wait. I think that's understandable with the games that are coming out and everything. There's just so much. There's only so much time. Elder Scrolls 6, officially in development. So you mean like Starfield on Earth? <laughs> You mean Starfield, but on a planet where you don't leave the planet, and you use and you run against dragons instead of uh, uh, crimson fleet raiders that get that have no dialogue options whatsoever. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So let's talk about some of the the happenings. I know that there's been a ton, but I'm going to try to keep to some of the, the more recent news and that I had a bunch of questions that have been piling up. So, 
Without further ado, let's talk about the first thing, our, one of our favorite things to keep talking about because it's so exciting and everybody's so excited about it and it's been the best ever since it came out. Let's talk for a second about Overwatch 2. Mm. Overwatch 2 has got a new problem. It turns out that there has been a huge influx in bot accounts showing up in competitive lobbies. Zelia's thoughts. I mean, that was a problem of Team Fortress 2 forever. And yeah, it's it's a video game problem. I don't know what else to do. I know on the consoles, um, Zim, I don't know if that's how you actually pronounce it. Um, XIM will basically use the uh, keyboard and mouse to play in your console. Mm -hmm. is also a huge issue where basically every game is complaining about it. Uh, so yeah, Overwatch 2 has issues. Imagine that. I mean, it had such a smooth beginning. Oh, Everything yeah. that they promised is absolutely added in there. Yeah. And as someone who put like hundreds of hours into Overwatch 1, I have basically zero desire to boot up Overwatch 2. Anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. Probably not going to happen. I'm sucked into another Blizzard game of Diablo 4 anyways. And how is that going for you? I, I mean, I like it. I'm playing season two right now, the vampire one. Um, I'm basically doing each season where I play a different character. Mm -hmm. So it's not to get bored. Like, so the first one I did a necromancer, now I'm playing barbarian. So that's kind of my strategy is basically play a different character. Um, I do like how the way that they do change it up with like the different skills it can do based on each season is good. Mm -hmm. Um but it's also kind of funny because like some of the extra complexity because for ARPG, like Diablo is not complex uh, as far as like skills go, it's pretty simplistic, really. And really, it's like with the seasons is where you get a little bit of added layer of complexity and build variety. Uh, so it's kind of a weird thing to me in that regard, I guess, where like the base game is kind of vanilla almost it really requires the extra season skills augmentations that they add to kind of make it a little bit more interesting yeah um but again that's why arpgs love doing seasons now is because that's what keeps the players coming like season to season to season to season um so one hand is kind of like eh other hand i also get it but you also look at other ARPGs like Path of Exile and Last Epoch, and I would argue their skills, not even including seasons, are far more interesting than what Diablo 4 offers. But Diablo 4 still offers the classic Diablo smashing things just feels good. That's mm -hmm. um, one thing Diablo's always done well. Um, this is killing hordes of minions just it just feels right. Like I'm doing the work of God. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah. So I'll continue to play it for a while. Um, I'm sure something else will catch my attention at some point. But at least for now, that's what I got going. Nice. Um, real quick, be be on the lookout for another review from me uh, for the game Dredge, which was that uh, kind of like Lovecraftian horror fishing game. We were playing that a while ago, I remember. Yep, and I beat yep. it, and it was good. And apparently, there's a second ending, uh, but I don't. But once again, there's too many games coming out as of late that I 
I'm not going to go back. Are you a master fisher now? I think I by the end of the game I was. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, so uh, the next bit of news, um, let's talk a little bit about a game that uh, was on the Nintendo uh, eShop and has been taking off, been taken off. Um, it is a game called Need for Spirit Drink and Drive Simulator. The game is first-person driving simulator that, unlike some of its contemporaries, trades in the asphalt raceways for the great outdoors. It centers on professional driver who has to deliver alcohol to parties while navigating the harsh roads and battling his own alcoholism. Need for Spirit prides itself on the way it manipulates his camera to simulate drunkenness. And so Nintendo has decided to pull this game. And my thought is that there are definitely some worse games out there. Um, Grand Theft Auto? No, no, no. Is Grand Theft Auto on the Nintendo store, though? That's actually a good question. I don't actually know the answer to that. I do know that there is a very uh, racy kind of like match three game. At least it was on on the store that if you did levels, you know, it's it's the the you get like the I know over sexualized like cutscenes, which was really creepy because that's not what was uh, the title of, or was in the description of the game. Um, Normally, you think that'd be like the top of the full description of the game. Yeah, no, no. It's like uh it's like page 11. That's Okay. Anyways, um so here's my question for you. Uh I know that there's always going to be racy games on different platforms and different uh platforms are going to handle it differently. But wouldn't you think that if a game gets on that platform and is is around for a couple months that there's no, I mean, unless it's like stealing assets or something that what's the point of pulling it unless the developer asked for it to be pulled. I mean, in the end, it comes down to, especially like a Nintendo, they're going to be on the more cautious side as far as controversy goes. Right. And kind of like, I would argue Grand Theft Auto more glorifies all of those type of things um, than the game. But I could also there's always that separation of like video games are obviously not real life, but also at the same time emulating real life. Like think about you've stated a number of times, there's a number of first person shooters you won't play because they're too realistic. Right. Right. And I think that's where this game, where the intention is to basically be a drunk driver. I think that's where the argument can be made that that imitates something that is the life. Yeah, too close to life and a terrible, like, it almost rewards drug driving like there are no real repercussions. Um, obviously, the same thing can be said about shooters with guns, but I think that's where this game, probably the Nintendo, and probably, like, Mad Mothers Against Drug Driving and other groups, yeah. felt like it's too, it crossed that line of realism, where that's, like, the sole intent of the game is to basically be a drunk driver, so I'm not sure I agree with it, right. but I could see where that's where they come down on. It went too far. Mm -hmm. uh, but you also make a good point where a game has been on the store for months. Obviously, Nintendo's in the right, you know, legal right to pull it, but are they ethically in the right to pull a game when it's already been in our 
for so long right. is also kind of sketchy too, I would say. Right. Right. So, but yeah, I, you know, I, the, the thing is at the end of the day, I bet you this game probably gets to be put back on the store. They, Nintendo's probably just going to make the developer reword the description would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, it's the age of also social media where, you know, bad publicity can also. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, but from Nintendo's perspective, that's bad publicity. I right. think is how Absolutely. they. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. For the developer of the game, they are fine with the publicity until it got yanked. But for Nintendo, who is very much on the cautious side as far as those kind of things go, um, yeah, eh, whatever. Real quick, I know that it just po it popped off the screen here, but Sam did say the original uh, GTA for Nintendo was shocking. Prostitutes, drugs. I remember that the early uh, Grand Theft Autos were actually just top-down um, and and it really was all about just stealing the cars. Well, sure. I mean, you remember when um, MTV, like I remember my grandparents mm -hmm. specifically requested to have MTV pulled from their cables um, like collection because of Beavis and Butthead. Yep. I mean, that was a real thing at the time. And the Simpsons was also causing that because they said, like, damn it, on the show. Um, they said one other swear word, like actual swear word, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you think about it, that was, you know, what? Wow. Now I feel old. That was like 25, 30 years ago. And, you know, well, the boomers generation, they did not like those shows. Yep. Yep. So. But, yeah. Um so the next one, I'm going to go through all the questions that have been piling up now, because those are like the those were like the couple of big news stories. But now let's go to all the questions. Let's let's have you missed a big news story. Okay, Zelius, hit me. Uh, Activision has Activision Blizzard is now officially part of Microsoft. It like went through. Fine. Yes. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And it also means at the end of the year, Bobby Kotnick is no longer going to be a part of the evil conglomerate. God, that would be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be so nice. Yeah. So now the great consolidation continues, whereas I'm sure Sony will try to buy some other company in the next year or two. Yes. Um, mm. let, let the mergers continue. Hooray. Maybe. I don't know. I actually really wonder how much money FromSoft has been thrown at them to be taken over. Mm -hmm. I mean, they haven't, obviously, but like, is it like, you know, like genres are kind of cyclical as far as like, what is the big thing? Right. And right now, the FromSoft games, like those type of, you know, the whole Souls like genre, mm -hmm. I would say is the big genre that every kind yep. of big publisher is trying to emulate. And I imagine like the Microsofts and the Sony's have tried breaking up, backing up the proverbial Brinks truck to them to buy them out. Yep. Uh, Sam is right. Microsoft did buy, uh, well, they bought right. ZeniMax, which is uh, the parent company oh. for Bethesda. Yeah. So yeah, Microsoft also owns Bethesda. Yeah. They just own everything. 
You will have no choice in video games. There's only going to be one MMO to play. Only one platformer to play. One MMO to, to rule them all. Well, in my mind there is, but that's just me. Okay, so let's go at a couple of the questions that have been dropped, or I guess topics, to questions, whatever. Uh, the first one is, there are a lot of games out there right now. You've got the games that you could play forever, like Starfield, you know, the 120-plus hour games. And then you have, you know, your little bite-sized games that take, you know, four or five hours. But then you also have these wonderful games that are basically one-shot <laughs> Uh, attempts. You you play it, and then either when you die or when you quit, you have to start from the beginning again. So the question that was asked is, with this type of game, what is the maximum length in your mind that you'd be comfortable with when playing a game where it's basically one shot, and then you start from scratch again? So are we talking like the old school console style? Or are we talking like a rogue type of game? I think I think they're talking more of like the old school console style. Because rogue, you're still building off of it. This one, you know, it's more of, I, I believe um, they were asking more for like, you know, the, the more you play it, the, the better your skills are going to get because it's rinse and repeat type of thing. I think at this point in my life, I have the patience for like, those type of games at all, to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like a game like Temple Run aside, where it's like, you know, those platformer type of games, like yeah. those, I guess I'm okay with. Um, but if we're talking like, you know, a the, kind of like I'm thinking of more like the Ninja Turtles type of games, yes, like right. those kind of beating ball games. Mega Man. Yeah. I would say I'm not the target audience for those games. Um, where I just I mean, in a way, those are kind of like the um, early, like the grandfather of Souls games, mm -hmm. in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Where like you have to learn the patterns over time. At least with a Souls game, like you can come from the safe point or the spawn point, or whatever you want to call it in your game. Right. Um, whereas like the con like the arcade, actually, it's really the arcade type of games. Yeah. Where like unless you have a lot of quarters to bankroll you, you're starting from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm not alone in this. I think by and large, gamers just don't have the patience to have to start from the very beginning of the game to do that over and over and over. Um, I'm certainly not going to have the patience. I can't even do a freaking Souls game. I don't have the patience for those. I... You know, I I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't I don't think I have the patience for it, but at the same time, I think that, you know, when you talk about arcade, there are a lot of like very arcadey games where it's like a top down shooter, and you're just going wave after wave, and it's all about patterns and trying to figure out the best way to take out all the enemy aliens that are flooding the screen or or the the planes or spacecrafts or whatever, um, and yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know if I if I could put a, a, like a sweet spot number like of time. Um, I, I think it would be more for me because it's, it would be skill based, right? So it would have to be uh, the first time I pick up the game. How long can I last? Is, am I literally going to get smacked in the face and die immediately, or am I going to feel like I'm making some progress before that? that game over screen hits. If it's the second, then I'll probably be more willing to just keep going back to it. But if you basically 
have to climb up, you know, almost a vertical cliff right off the bat without learning how to climb at all, then F that, I'm never going to touch the game again. So I guess, I don't know, probably an hour to hour and a half for a full playthrough. I think it was for me. That's kind of what the roguelike type of games were like. And like Arturo, for instance, mm-hmm. like that back in the day just would have been an arcade game, actually kind of like Gauntlet. Right. It's kind of what it is mm-hmm. where once it's over, it's over. Mm-hmm. But in those kind of Arturo type of um, phone games, they are the roguelite where you can kind of build up and like enhance your stats and all that stuff. Right. And those I can do or I guess mentally tolerate because like you're building towards something mm-hmm. versus in the gauntlet type of arcade game, you're starting from scratch every single time and having to go through it. Yeah. Um, and I just don't, there's just not that market for those anymore. Um, Cause even the hard games, like either it's a roguelike game or you have a save point. Right. So you're not having to start like, you know, could you imagine starting from the beginning of like souls every time you die? Yeah, no. Like there is no safe point. True. Um, you know, I think that for that type of game, I think in this day and age, you have to have variety. You can't just have that. I mean, I guess you could technically have that one, depending on the game. I, I don't know. I just I keep thinking of of something to add a little bit of flavor. So a little bit of an RPG element, you know, you have like gauntlet is a great example because the, you, you could select from a couple of different, different, a couple of different types of characters. So at the bare minimum, you know, if you tried the barbarian, and it didn't work out for you. You could go back and, and try, you know, a different character type. And maybe that's the one that, that helps you get to where you need to go. Um, with like, um, like a game like Mega Man, where you, if if you take out the 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 fun little uh, secret codes that you'd have to memorize or write down so that you could re um, you know restart your your journey where you left off, you could always take a different path. Um, you know, it's it's not and it's not strictly A to B. It's um, there is a start, there's an end, there's an absolute start, there's an absolute end. But how you get there, you could go through eight different paths or eight you've got to beat eight bosses in whatever order you want to before you go against dr wiley that's what we're missing is another mega man game i feel like there's been one in forever there's been quite a few like like spin-off mega man's games there's no there's i don't think there's been like that hardcore like original mega man in a while i think there's there's some other it's, I don't want to say it's a collectible card game esque, but I feel it's it's a little bit closer to that than it is to the original. You know, I've I have Mega Man three and Mega Man four on uh, original Nintendo, and I love the I shit mean, out of those games. The closest I've got to Mega Man lately is just listening to the Proto Man. Yeah, man. Which there ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing. I'm just saying, like, you know, of old franchises. They had quite the following, and they weren't just like, you know, a flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. It just kind of surprised me that there hasn't been another Mega Man. Yeah. Like actual Mega Man. Yeah. Maybe they're waiting for the Mega Man movie. Is there a Mega Man movie actually coming out? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure it's <laughs> coming. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about, 
you know, the big IPs that have been there forever. Where There's the rumor of a Zelda, live-action Zelda. Of course, we've seen the Super Mario one. Of course, we've got, we're now working on number three for the Sonic franchise. Um, so why not a Mega Man movie? I mean, shit, they've got some of the other Capcom titles have already had a movie, I think. Wouldn't, wouldn't, in, didn't come, um, in Capcom Street Fighter, they've got a Street Fighter, they've got a couple Street Fighter movies in there. Yeah, the only one I know of is the real one, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, that one too. Yes. Not the, the, the legend of Chun-Li or whatever that hell, that garbage Yeah, was. yeah, you know, no, it was don't count. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pause real quick to uh, thank the amazing individuals that help Alter Confusion be the Alter Confusion that you love and adore. And those, of course, are the friends of the show. These are the people that are patrons of Alter Confusion and help us uh, in so many ways. So without further ado, let us give a shout out to all these amazing individuals or companies or groups or whatever you want to call them. First off, we have the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences and traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. The next shout-out we got to give is to the AV Master himself, and that, of course, is Noodleboy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodleboy Media, previously Wackkid47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. And I have this really funny feeling that he's actually in Atlanta this weekend because I think AWA is happening. Oh, he's a hundred percent in Atlanta, according to the Noodle Boy Media Facebook account. Well, there you go. All right, the next shout out we got to give is to the guy who's uh, amazing and helping getting some of those kinks and and pains in your back and neck and gaming hands, and that of course is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic's unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs. For more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. The next shout-out we got to give is to the music maestro himself, Crossbad Creative. Need a new logo or want to work on a full branding and content strategy? Or maybe you need music or audio for your content. Just like Alter Confusion, Crosspad Creative offers a whole host of solutions to individuals and small businesses. Just email josh at crosspadcreative at gmail.com and see what he can do for you. And though not an official sponsor, if you are in the Atlanta area, definitely check out Battle & Brew. It is the best gamer bar in Atlanta. Uh, it's just outside of uh, 285. If you have the ability, go. Yes, it is not open on Mondays. It is That's the one flaw. But 
it's so good on all the other days that, you know, it makes up for it. All right, the final shout-out we're going to give, to is to the original patron himself, and that, of course, is Agile Axiom. By day, Axe leads both the development team and system administration team with team working with satellites at NASA's Goddard campus. But while not in meetings and many times during, he is the agile evangelist Agile Axe, championing the philosophy of agile and trying to make the world a better place for software developers, testers, system admins, and software projects the world over. Decades of experience in software development and leading agile teams are brought to bear against evil processes, inefficient work, and bad habits. For more information and also to check out his book, go to agileaxiom.com. I'm sorry, Sam, that the one time that you were in Atlanta, it was on a Monday and Dallin Brew was closed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that, of course, everyone is now dying to know how do I become a friend of the show so I could get a shout out. Well, that's an easy uh, question to answer. Ladies and gentlemen, Alter Confusion survives the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, lovers, haters, demigods, intermitual beings, gods, demons, aliens, mummies, vampires, swamp creatures, <coughs> dang it, <clears throat> supporters, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, we have two tiers. We've got a $1 tier it's a one dollar a month or twelve dollars a year not only do you get access early access to all the playthroughs but you also gain the ability to participate in patron only posts and polls to help shape the future of alter confusion if you're feeling a little bit frisky you could do the five dollars a month that's five dollars a month or sixty dollars a year not only do you get everything at the one dollar level but you also gain your name or organization added to the thank you section of every single thursday night hangout so if you want to be a patron of ultra confusion all you got to do is go to patreon that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash altered confusion now yeah. we hinted about this earlier and i'm just going to bring it back ladies and gentlemen Ultra Confusion is proud to say that we've been fundraising for Extra Life for 12 straight years. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle, ne children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alter Confusion today. What about tomorrow? Can I search tomorrow? Certainly. You can search All until that. the end of the year, uh, but know this, uh, November the... Let me make sure I get this right here. November the 4th will be 24 hours of Ultra Confusion gaming streaming madness. Uh -oh. So that's next Saturday night slash Sunday Ooh, that's morning? Gonna be, that's going to be interesting. There is going to be a slight break Oh, in that, uh, simply because I am a youth basketball coach, and the first game is that Saturday. So... Oh, that maybe we'll have someone play during the time that I have to coach, or I'll just add on to the end of it. 
We'll figure. Isn't it out. that considered gaming for kids? Because think about you're gaming for a kid, so really it should actually count. Yes, but I won't be streaming the game, and it would probably be an, uh, a, an evasion of privacy if I actually did that. So, privacy's dead anyway. Who cares? Oh boy. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let's get back into uh, the questions. Now, this one is a little bit tricky, and I wish that they had given me a little bit more information, but we're going to try our best to cover it. In your opinion, what do you consider a clone of a game, and when is it considered a ripoff of said game? When is it considered a clone versus a ripoff? Yeah. To me, that's kind of the same thing i think so i think technically you can have games that are i mean it's just like soul like games so it's kind of still got the same thing but you know they changed the art style or something um i think when it's a like blatantly you know step for step the exact same thing because i mean technically if you look at a lot of the 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 platformers out there well uh, metro metroidvania games out there Technically, there are a lot of games that are really close to the source material that you could, you know, argue are clones of specific games, but they have enough variety. I guess, I guess to be a ripoff, you literally minimal effort. I mean, absolute minimal effort. All you did was you changed out the the graphics, but everything else, all the mechanics, the the maps, everything are the same. Well, to me, the big thing of a ripoff is actually if they reuse the assets. That too. Or like, it's just like almost slightly tweak the gameplay and I'm literally going to copy and paste these icons and using them in my game. You know, there was a, oh, I think it was a cell phone game or I guess a mobile game. Uh a couple of years ago that they literally took all, they stole all the art assets and they, uh, oh yes, yeah, Sam call of duty rips off battlefield 1942. Um, what they did is they ripped all the art assets and then they, um, they, uh, they flipped them. So everything was mirror imaged. <laughs> so like oh. technically the marble texture was different or, you know, the, I don't know, the way the door, the box looked, you're like, come on. Then there's also those that literally they take the art assets and they try to just change the color or the contrast and claim it as their own. Well, I remember in the early days of like, wow, clones, that's exactly what they did. It's like they would literally take like the skill bar assets yep. and paste them into the game and yep. basically try to recreate wow. was definitely a thing in the early days. How about this? Starfield is a No Man's Sky clone. I thought it was the other way around, and No Man's Sky just beat Starfield to release date. Possibly. Or how about this? Starfield is a Star Citizen clone that actually came out. Oh. Can you be cloned if you ever never actually release your game? Ah. Now that is a question. Can you be a clone of a game that hasn't officially been released? So you mm. beat it to release, but truly it is, you know, step for step, exactly this other game. See here, uh, Lord of the Rings is a total ripoff of Elder Scrolls Online. 
Lord of the Rings Online came out before Elder Scrolls Online. I was just trying to think of a really terrible example. Mm-hmm. Be like uh, 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 EverQuest is a ripoff of RuneScape. Ooh. <laughs> or if you want to be a total moron, Final Fantasy XIV is a total ripoff of Final Fantasy XI. It's the same name. They just changed the number. But it's a different game. I'm so confused. But the name's the same. Well, yeah. Everything basically ripped. Well, I don't know if... was Okay, was there actually a 4X strategy game like Civilization 1 before it came out, though? Or was that actually the first true 4X strategy game? That is a very good question. I'm going to look up. Because I remember playing Civilization 1. I must have been 13 or 14 at the time. So we're talking 25 plus years ago. I really don't know if there's another four. Like that, basically Civilization became after that. Okay, well, hold on. No, we can't do that, Charlie. <laughs> the... the uh, this article, it's a lot about board games because that's really where it came from. Okay, okay, I could see that. So, haha, the, the all the four X strategy games are clone ripoffs of board games. So they should be paying royalties to all the classic board games. Actually, probably Risk. They should be paying royalties to Risk. Command and Cocker. Mm. Hearts of Iron or Crusader King. Yeah, I, you know. I mean, look, now now we're going down that rabbit hole of basically saying, okay, fine. All RPG games are based off of Dungeons and Dragons. But Dungeons and Dragons is based off of, you know, insert other game here. But you also look like in real life, like for real though, you look at the Blizzard games and for years, that's actually what they did very well. Yeah. You look at like the Warcrafts, you look at Overwatch, you look at World of Warcraft, and that's exactly what they did is they took other games from that genre and basically distill it down to perfectness. Yep. Um, and that's what they're phenomenal at. So, yes, I mean, that's a tried and true strategy is what do other games do? Pick the best elements, in theory, and then make your own version. Aha. Here we go. Um, it all goes back to chess. You would I thought all went that. I thought it all went back to Pong. No, tic-tac-toe, man. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, here, here's here's a fun little factoid for, for all of you out there. Uh, the first game to actually use the term 4X was Master of Orion in 1993. Civilization huh. actually came out uh, in 1991, but... Uh, Master of Orion yeah. was the first to actually use the term forex strategy. Well, just yeah, it makes sense because it become a popular type of video game. Yep. Um, was Master of Orion made by the same publisher also? Uh, no, Master yeah. of Orion was Simtex, uh, where Civilization was Microprose. Right. Ah. I think Ze- I think Rose Zelius's uh, feline companion has decided to try to decimate Zelius's uh, condo. 
She's doing her job very well. Yes. She hates like the one thing she doesn't like when I talk mm -hmm. and it's not to her is she starts getting frisky. Yes. Like a good companion. Uh, um, Rose is still kicking. Good to hear. Absolutely. Rose is still kicking. Of course. She's ready to, she was ready to eat my face off the first night when I got back in town, but what good companion isn't. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, I mean, okay. So back to the question of, what is a clone of a game and when is it a ripoff? I think we've, we've basically, you know, we've, we've covered the bases here. Um, uh, if you've, uh, we, I know we've had this jokingly, we've had this argument several bajillion times over the fact that, um, if you really want to get into the ones and zeros of it all, everything can, is a clone of something else. There I is no original idea. We do have a lot of, I would consider clones of each other yeah. are those um, mobile phone RPGs where you have the army of five mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or six. And the, like basically, I mean, Raid Shadow Legends, I think is what it's called. is like the one that's advertised to hell and back. Yep. But like there's so many of those that are like almost identical to each other, really. We have all those, um, those um, merge games where it's literally the exact same grid layout and they just mm. change out the art assets. So the, uh, this one is a uh, fairy tale theme. So it's more, you know, like Alice in Wonderland and Snow White. And but this one is more dragon theme. So you're, you know, it's more like wizards and sorcery. And this one is more uh, seaside escape. So you're, you know, it's more like seashells and sandcastles and, just, you know, basically you change out the art asset. It's a whole new game. So you're saying is you have a different type of game for depending on the mood you're in. Yes. Pinball machines. Who was first? No one knows. Ooh, that's, that is a very good question. There's some amazing pinball machines out there. I haven't played a actual, actually, no, I played a pinball machine at Dragon Con. Aha. So they had an arcade there. But before that, I didn't play an actual physical pinball machine in forever. I did it. What was what was it called? Uh there's uh there is a bar restaurant. Uh Battle Brew. No, no, no. It's this the other one. Um my parents my parents' basement, I think. That has a bunch of arcade machines. I think hmm. it's called, it's either my parents' attic or my parents' basement. I feel like there is like down in like Midtown area that actually has like arcade yeah. machines and that stuff. Yeah. I'm hmm. going to Google it. You must know exactly where to go to go play pinball. Yeah, it's called my parents' basement. It is Avondale Estates. Nice. I have not been there. It's fun. It's a, it's a cool place. Um, my uh, my sister took me there one time. Nice. And we spent the entire time because it's um, a combination of comic book store and tap room. Ooh, it sounds like a very winning combination. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. So instead of like video games with PCs and and consoles, this one's more uh, comic books and uh, arcade machines. It's like another facet to the dorkiness. Mm -hmm. To give you a little variety. I approve. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the next topic. Now, this one, 
um, was asked while I was actually overseas. Hmm. Um, and that question. They made it back with you all the way over the ocean? Mm-hmm. Uh, this Amazing. one is, why do some games need to be censored in order to be released in other countries? The The quick answer is because every single country has different laws and morals and ethics and requirements and even color palettes that are that mean different things uh and so different versions of different games have to be released i mean hell um uh the game kingdom hearts uh depending on what country you're playing the game you'll see that sora and many of the other characters they're the color of their outfits are different because those color combos being different things. Um, there are certain games that you have to take out, um, uh, like enemy types or creature. I think, types. uh, World of Warcraft was skeletons in China. Yep. Where I had to be removed because you could, of you how could do zombies, they... but you couldn't do skeletons. Right. Was that it? Yeah. Only one type of the undeads allowed, apparently. Yeah. I mean, there's um, uh, a lot of the first-person shooters have a hard time getting into many different uh, countries simply because of the 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 realism. Uh, we're talking like, you know, the battlefields and the Call of Duties, especially the modern warfares, um, yeah. where uh, there could be a lot of... Uh, stuff uh sam said early shooter war games worried how germans or japanese would feel shooting their ancestor bots nobody cared true but uh also the funny thing is and this still holds true for the most part um there are going to be groups that are going to get up in their fields when it has when it's a you know you're faced against germans or or japanese but there is one country that doesn't give a shit because they're fine being the bad guys. And that is Russia. You can have a shit ton of Russian bad guys. And even Putin's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think also when you do, um, when it's historical, I think that there's a little bit more leeway with that. But like I said, when it's more, um, uh, modern times, that's, that's where you got to really, step lightly yep killed nazis and russians mm -hmm. but that's also where it's especially like you play like mmos almost all of them are they don't correlate at all with the real world they're not like a battlefield where you like you know you're actually have like reenacting real human wars they're all like fantasy based yep. or like some random norse country where you know it might be modern times ish but they're not using any real countries. Um, it's probably more what you're going to see for that exact reason. Cause you don't want anybody to potentially be offended or have a country be like, that's our country. Unless you're Russian. Well, and another thing is, and this is, you know, once again, this is the, the, the ethics and, and the, uh, religious or, or, um, country laws, uh, that deal with the way that relationships are betrayed in games. Um, mm. there are certain countries that you cannot have 
same sex, even, you know, like flirtatious scenes, because that's as that's seen as a big no, no. Um, I'm sure that Baldur's Gate and the infamous bear sex scene is not <laughs> allowed in certain countries. <coughs> and, and, or certain households. And just to clear, be clear about this, it is a druid who turns into a bear during the naughty time, okay? It's not like, it's not complete bestiality, though. Kind or of was he always a bear and he turns into a human during the day? Okay, Zelis, we're not trying to blow minds tonight, okay? <laughs> I mean, we we took we took too many days off, and so we've we've got to ease people back into the awesomeness that we can, you know, cause in their brainwaves. My mind never stops. I'm sorry, sir. But yeah, I it's it really the 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 reason why companies do that is because they want to make money. Uh, and oh, the yeah. more time, the more they could get their their games into the hands of consumers, the better. So there's always going to be this give and take uh, in order to put it into certain countries. Now, that's not to say that there are uh, games out there that it w there's no way in hell it would ever be released in a country be simply because it's just, you know, the subject matter is something that even if you can't just change the colored um, palette or change out uh, the zombies or whatever. And that's just how the world works. Really. I, and especially some of like the, um, those novel games. The, you, what, the, the visual novel games? Yeah, where you get like special relationships and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. The, the romance like, stuff. Yeah, like those can't really just be changed anyway. Yeah, yeah. Where it's completely story driven and it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, um, you know, it's not like a PVP uh, free for all type of thing where if your country is offended by the colors pink, purple, and aquamarine, they just take those three out. Uh, Sam Grizzle says, interesting that modern Madden football makes up fake black names for black players and white names for white players. Nobody cares. Just interesting. Seems PC line talking. What I love is the fact that in sports games that are that tote uh, all of this realism, you always have those like bottom of the roster people that uh, EA will just spit out a random uh, character, and they, it might have the name, but looks totally something uh, does not look at, at like them at all. There was a, um, I think it was a backup. Uh, left guard for I want to say oh, I want to say it was like the Dolphins or maybe the Jags. The dude is from Nebraska. He is corn-fed <laughs> white. I mean, you can't get whiter. And it is a bald uh, African American in Madden. Nice. So. I, okay, so here's the thing. If you're going for realism and you have actual, you know, people that you're basing this shit off of, like they're they're living people, get it right. I don't care if it is Mr. Irrelevant from the 2021 or 2022 draft, because you never know. He might be the starting quarterback for the San, the San Francisco 49ers. Well, he's injured now. Brock Purdy got injured again? Yeah, he's in concussion protocol. 
fantastic. Oh, yeah. The brain's a precious thing, man. I know, but I'm just saying. He is... Okay, so for those of you out there who don't know what Mr. Irrelevant means, in the NFL draft, uh, the thing that happens every single year where team professional football teams from the National Football League, uh, basically they draft players on to their team. There is a a distinctive honor given to the individual who is the last pick of the draft. And that pick is called Mr. Irrelevant. And it's funny that Mr. Irrelevant from, I think it's like two years ago now, is now the, like well, is supposed to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. Um, and we'll be hearing about that as long as he's playing football. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good storyline. It's, it's like the storyline that keeps on giving. It, it's it's that storyline, and then it's the Taylor Swift is yet at is yet again at a Kansas City Chiefs game, and look at uh, Travis Kelsey score a bunch of touchdowns. I don't even care about her music. Like she's totally, I'm totally not a Swifty, but I still find them adorable. Like yes. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Honestly. But hey, it's it's also. I mean, you should see the the the. Uh, jersey sales that have gone straight through the roof because of this beautiful relationship. I just wish that they would stop showing her every other play. It's like, there is a game going. She is the pop icon right now of the world, man. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, either that or I'm waiting that we learn out like 10 years from now. This is a big, giant social media push. Um, and it was all fake the entire time. Which it could be. Who knows? Swifty is shifty. Swifty is mm. shifty. <clears throat> Although apparently uh, his family loves her. Oh, yeah. Uh, though I would keep um, Mahomes' brother way the F away from her. That dude is scary as shit. Anyways, now we're going down. Like Notice he was not at all in um, the quarterback show. I don't know if you watched it. No. On Netflix? No, I need to. It's really good. Understandably, yeah, it did not touch on him at all, which yeah. for as much as it talks about the family in the show, um, in general, yeah. You knew. Mm -hmm. Although she probably has the kind of protection where like, if he did something, he would be broken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you guys have, have uh, been watching any uh, commercials as of late, but I saw no. a trailer for a movie the other day, and it, and I was, and maybe I just totally blinked on this, but apparently there is a Five Nights at Freddy's movie that's about to come out. I have no idea what's coming out in the theaters, uh -huh. and I don't really watch commercials because I skipped them, so. Some of us can't yeah. skip the commercials, okay? Because we don't have the premiere package, Zilius. I, I don't tell you. I can't watch TV and watch commercials. It's I've become spoiled. Okay, but Five Nights at Freddy's, which is basically like if you took a Chuck E. Cheese and all the animatronic animals basically become murder machines at closing time, that's Five Nights at Freddy's. So is it a... Comedy or a horror movie? Both. Okay, fair enough. So kind of like um, Zombieland. I think it's more like... I mean, obviously not 
zombies. I get that, but because well, Zombieland's kind of like a horror slash zombie slash comedy. I don't know if you. Were, I mean, it's it's probably got that like over the top kind of like haha cuteness thing. I don't know. I wouldn't take it Zombieland comedy. Okay, Fair I'd enough. say it's more like I don't I, like. So you're saying it's Bill Murray's not in it? No, no, no. It's okay. more like Saw and a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I'm more confused than before. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of spooky stuff, uh, ooh, Samson's been watching a lot of film noir movies. Very nice. The Silver Screen. I don't think, I don't think I've ever really got into film noir. Uh, there is, um, for those who are looking for, you know, because we are almost a uh, Halloween. It's almost upon us, ladies and gentlemen. It is literally five days away. For when is Halloween? What Tuesday? I don't, know. I don't. I don't even know when Halloween is this year. Tuesday. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So Tuesday is going to be Halloween. So if you're interested in a TV show, if you have Disney Plus, let me just preface that: if you have Disney Plus, you have to watch the Goosebumps show. Um, it is really good. Like I thought Ooh. it was going to be kind of like the old school. I, now I'm going to date myself here, but once upon a time, ladies and gentlemen, when there, when you had to watch TV on a cable box and commercials were not skippable, the only way you skip commercials, you left the room and then had to sprint back in when you heard the show come back. Yep. Um, there was a, sh- there was a series called goosebumps and yep. it was every single, uh, episode was a, another short story. This one is not. It's it's an it's just one long story. Uh, I believe there are. It's, we're either in episode seven or eight, but it's good, and it's definitely not for kids. Because if my son were to watch Ooh. that, uh, he would not sleep for weeks. I didn't even know about the show back in the day. I just read the books. Oh yeah. I, I do love the fact that R.L. Stein, the the writer of Goosebumps, de- definitely has a sense of humor. And there, there's a meme that comes out once a year that uh, that basically states R.L. Stein is yet again excited and proud to accept the annual R.L. Stein Writer Award. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I, Goosebumps is great. I highly recommend it. Um. But yeah. Um, Goosebumps and Wayside Stories. Oh, man. There you go. There's some memories. But, ladies and gentlemen, I do not have any other topics. I ran through them all. But if you have any questions or thoughts, um, now is your time. Are you going to start playing Alan Wake tomorrow? Or are you going to actually be able to resist the overwhelming temptation and urge? I am going to try to keep Alan Wake on the shelf until um, the Gameathon. But that being said, I know <laughs> that there's a very good chance that if I accidentally hit start, then I'm not going to be oh, able dear. to stop myself. So. Oh, dear. You already have it purchased. No, I do not. Uh, and that's part of the reason is if I you if put a I, hold on like all of your credit cards, all of your bank accounts, 
You're not allowed to do anything. Yeah, that, no. Because I would forget one way. I, I would forget to block me one way, and that's how I'd get the game, and I'd start playing it. So back in the day, I remember actually, like, I had a video game during finals week. I actually make my friend take the disc. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, you're not allowed to give me this disc until finals are over. Because I knew if I had that game, it's the only thing I would do. Super Mario Brothers Wonder was that was is the new game that's out mm. right now. There you go. It just clicked. Just clicked. Also, ladies and gentlemen, if you have Netflix and you have not watched any of the One Piece live action, I highly recommend it. Uh, my sons and I watched uh, another episode. I know it's been out for a while and everyone should probably have already watched all of it, but when you have kids who every single time they want to watch something, it's a different show, it's kind of hard to pull them back in to keep going on a specific series. So, But I highly recommend it. I understand that. That's why I watch TV nowadays. It's kind of terrible. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is this? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Did you find something new and exciting? Uh, hold on. It says that. Oh, okay. Got it. Never mind. Wait. According to the Hollywood Reporter, a live action TV series for Disney Plus surrounding the Gargoyle storyline is actually being written and produced. Yeah, I saw that like a week ago. Live action. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Mm. I always thought that was a really great series too. I just and it was sad that it got cut short. It was a good yes. Gargoyles was definitely a quality cartoon of the day. Gargoyles, and then and then there was also another series out there that not a lot of people watched, but um, or I guess didn't really know about, and that was um, Pirates of Dark Water was another great one. And I don't think I like they you never got to the end and it's it's one of those that they're they they're trying to search for these artifacts okay and so and not to be able to finish and find out what happens when they have all the artifacts you're just like oh no you can't do this to me nice yes pain that's what we like to give you pain lots of pain ha <laughs> pain don't hurt me man Mm-hmm. But anyways. All right. So um let's see here. Um I'm trying to think if there was anything else on any other announcements I have to give. I don't think so. Uh I will give I will keep everyone updated to exactly how I'm gonna do my extra life game game a thon. Uh since it's going to be there's a little monkey wrench of the fact that I will probably have my first uh youth league basketball game that i'll be coaching um but other than that uh, expect a lot of alan wake 2 and of course super mario brothers wonder and probably a third game which might end up being legends of rutera because um, i've been playing a shit ton of that outside of when i was not playing dredge or starfield so we'll see nice uh, so, anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning into the Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout for myself, Charlie, and Zeely. It's been a pleasure getting me to come our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday night hangout. 
And remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.